Good afternoon. This is Speak Life Radio, I think. I'll go tell my brethren ministry with your sister in Christ, Rachel, Carlene, Renee, a servant and daughter of the Most High God, Lord and King. This has been one of the toughest speak lives to come on to. I tell you, I was tested. Yes, yes, I'm lifting up my whole household. I'm lifting up your whole household, beloved. I'm lifting you up in the name of Jesus. In the kingdom family. Worldwide, the martyr saints, persecuted saints, those shutting down, those taken by men stealers, those feeling weak, weary, withered, and even worn. We're lifting up children worldwide, and we are lifting up people. Lifting up people, lifting up those with heavy hearts every year or if it's the new year, uh, the first year, for those that may be grieving, those going through, those experiencing fear. Um, it's just a, a gamut of stuff because of the season that we're in. And we're in the nighttime where it's getting later and later. So it's a lot of, a lot of stuff. Okay. A lot of prophecy. A lot of the word is coming forth and manifesting. Okay, so, yeah, Father, we come to you right now, Lord. Father, we need you. I know I need you right now. I need the breath of life, but we need you in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Father, just speak in a way that is just so, so new and so powerful, Lord God, that just this short time that we get to spend with you right now, it, it changes lives, it opens eyes, it sets the, pre, uh, the prisoners free, the captives free, Lord God. It heals the brokenhearted. Lord, someone's soul is saved. Someone is rededicated, Lord God. Somebody starts to really focus and really intently take their walk serious. Lord, have your way. You know what your perfect will is, and I'm in agreement with you in the name of Jesus. Bind up everything that will come against this speak life. And Lord, I, I just, I surrender. I give it all to you, Lord God. Have your way. Let your perfect work, your perfect work be done, your word, your will, whatever it is, Lord God, let it be done in the name of Jesus and you be e glorified. I acknowledge you in all that I do in Jesus name. So good after good evening i'm not quite sure who that is but i'm sending that's you lady hey lady how you doing lady bless thanksgiving to you in the name of jesus you and those babies now <laughs> now you got those babies so yes so sending greetings out to you and the family to the babies to tiff and all of them in jesus name grace and peace be multiplied this this has been a tough coming on here, so I know this is intentional by God. So what I came to talk about is Jesus. Yeah. I, but you know what? This goes into what I've been thinking today, but Jesus is coming with his rewards. This is what I was thinking about, um, but Jesus is coming with his rewards. I got that earlier. But I'm also thinking about the things in our life, like we got to look at it from a different perspective, even when it's uncomfortable, even when it's dark, even when it's tragic. Because if we're in Christ, it's going to work. It is. It's set 
to work together for the good. And we have all things through his divine power, all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him. So I was coming on here and it was a struggle. Sorry. It was a struggle. So I knew I was being tested, but I'm telling you, I was like, well, and I said, it's amazing. You send me this word and you're testing me as I go on with this word. Because the thing is, right, Jesus is really coming for his reward. And he tells us to put our affections on things above. So one thing I'm learning, I, I am truly learning is our connection with people and how we see trials and tribulation, but our connections with people, how we go through things, the reward, because the instructions is given, rejoice and be exceedingly glad, let not your heart be troubled. So these things are not normal for us. Well, for many of us, because things come and we don't know how to rejoice through it. We don't know how not all this news, all these killings, all these shootings, and, and these demonic spirits, these giants raising up out of the land, it's all in Revelation, especially Revelation 6, which we went through earlier in the sixth month of this year. So it's all coming to pass. And God didn't put a comma when he said rejoice and be exceedingly glad. He said rejoice and be exceedingly glad. He did not say, let not your heart be troubled into these hard times come because he told us the days of sorrows are coming. He told us the end time are coming. He told us about the tribulation. He tells us about all these things. And then he commands us to rejoice. He commands us to wait on him. He commands us to endure until the end. He commands us to preach to every creature. He commands us to walk after him, to pick up our cross and follow him. These are things, these are instructions. And Jesus is coming back with his reward. So the reward is, how did we stick to these things? How did we go through these trials and tribulations? How did we handle these people? Did we handle them in love, even when they were not lovable? How, see, and, and I'm, I'm thinking about this because it's our spiritual bank account. When Jesus comes with his reward, is he adding to, is he subtracting, is he multiplying? Is he dividing because there's such an overflow in how we've lived that it could be divided among the saints because that's what our life is supposed to reflect, being divided among the saints, being divided to even draw in the Gentiles. So what kind of reward are we going to get with all this instruction? He left 66 chapters. We don't need more than that. There is more than that. But like John said, the books would not be to contain all that Jesus has done doing and will say so the 66 books how many of a verses that is I don't know has come to equip us he has prepared people to equip us and this is why you need a preacher and this is why we need to be taught and this is why we can't lean to our understanding this is why we don't need broken down bibles because there won't be any excuse we can't say oh that wife you gave us because no this is a personal relationship so many people are saying, I am the church. Okay, so there's an accountability for that since you have that knowledge. There should be somebody that can receive Christ from you. There should be some type of salvation. 
Wisdom should be talking straight out of you. If we are the church, we should be coming with understanding. Faith comes by hearing. Somebody should be able to hear something from you and their faith is is stabilized or their faith is built or their their faith becomes stronger because we 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 uh the, the church the church have this issue the church have that the church shall prevail that's something we don't seem to remember so are we edifying are we building what does our life reflect even when we go through these trials of tribulation do we fall on our knees or do we just, ah, I'm in there like, come on, Lord, come on. The battery dying on the phone, all kind of stuff. But how am I handling this? Am I still going to go and say Jesus is coming back with his reward? Do I still believe I can rejoice? What is this teaching me? This is, this is the thing. Get your teaching out of every minute thing that come in your life because it's teaching you something. The people that come in our life is teaching us something, teaching us something about ourselves, teaching us something about God, teaching us and preparing us for something that's coming beforehand. Even like these holidays, I spent several of these holidays by myself. I wasn't alone, but I was by myself. I had, at one point I had my cat, sir, and me and the Lord. And I had to learn how to make it through these holidays, even birthdays with no one there. I had to learn about how high I was putting people, how high was I putting people that when they're not there, can I still rejoice? Do I still know the Lord? Do I still have joy? Do I still have peace? Do I still love? Can I still even love people knowing they're not there and they don't care about being there? There is no such thing as us going through stuff wastefully. Everything is intentional by God. All those things are coming to prepare us and equip us to be with him eternally. But there's a work here. There's a work here that must be done. And he's going to finish his work. He is going to finish his work that he started. And he's doing, each person have something off of that cross. Each person has something off that cross. We can't be Christ followers and don't want to go through anything. Don't want to experience anything. How are we going to look like? How are we going to look like him? How are we going to look? How are these spots, blemishes? How how is it? Huh? He is finishing. Let me see. It is all test. It's all test or temptations. You got to know the difference. You got to know, you got to know the difference. There is test and there's temptations. God tests us. The enemy tempts us. So the enemy comes and the enemy wants us to be discouraged. Now the enemy may be in their inner man. The enemy may be the feelings, which are spirits that is already in us. Or it could be when you get to that level of understanding, then it comes more from the outside. So how are we going to handle these situations? How are we going to, even having a house full of babies, how you train up those children in the way that they should go? Because they learn it from every adult that's in the, this in the room. So if everybody's dysfunctional, what are you producing? If half of you are dysfunctional, you still got a chance there because God's seed is so strong. So 
even when it don't look, those children are still getting a seed of the Lord if our lifestyle is like that and if we're living like that because that's why he put these children there. That's why he put pets there. He say, preach to every creature. So am I going to preach to the cats? Because listen, there was more animals in the ark than there was human beings. We got to remember that too. God loves his creation. He don't just love the man. He loved his creation. Only eight people got in the ark and the rest was animals. Okay. So he loves his creation. What part are we going to play when those trials hit? When those holidays come, when people getting on our nerves, when the enemy is chasing us down, what example, what, what reward are we going to get in those moments? When we are constantly preaching to each other, okay, that's great, but what's the motive? Is it to edify or is it to prove that I know something? What, how is my payment going to be? I don't want all my rewards to burn up. I don't want to be here. Go through all of this. Experience all this. See all this death around me. See all these murders. See all this demonic activity going on. Because that's all it is. It's, it's, it's demons rising. Whoever have a crack. Whoever is outside the breach. He goes, the enemy goes seeking like a roaring lion. Who he may. So he's getting permission. Who's out there wide open? The, the most valuable people to go after is the one he know has a purpose. Either they grew up in the church or he see God's hand on them even when they're out there crazy. He know there's a purpose on their life. Many are called. So he's looking for the many that's called. The word doesn't say all are called. He says many are called. Many are called. That's what's written. Many are called. That's what's written. Don't say all that's called. So who's the best people to go for? The called. Even when we don't know we're called. I didn't know I was, I did, I did not know I was anointed. I didn't have no clue. And to a, a, a sister, a sister, she wasn't saying the knife, but I caught on to it. Because as long as we stay out of the will this you know all those spiritual realms because they're cast down into the earth and into the sea hey new york how you doing new york praying all is well with your woman of god sending love peace and grace be multiplied unto you and your household how are what rewards throughout this day that are benefited to us we got to remember we're the children of God, so we have an inheritance. Good evening, beloved. We have an inheritance. We have rewards. We have a crown. We have white robes. All these things to look forward to. We have stones. We have a pure washing. We have to look like Christ, truly look like Christ, be eternally with God. How many of these rewards are we swaddling each day? How many, how many rewards are getting burnt up each day? How many rewards are being added to our bank account each day? Those things that are above. Do we go out throughout our day thinking about those things that are above? 
Or do we go each day worried? Do we go each day gossiping? Do we go each day lying? Do we go each day forgetting who we are representing? How are we living our life? Because he's coming with his reward. Blessed is this and cursed is that. What side of the cross are we really on? Are we still nailing him? Are we still saying Hosanna? Or are we the ones saying, Lord, send me. I'll go and then really go and do this thing. Not even accounting your life. Not even accounting your own life. And not even thinking just I'm going to get rewards. But I'm a part of edifying the body. When spiritual realms see me, they got an issue with me. Or when spiritual realms see me, they like, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But who are you? They're not even concerned because one, they know we don't even know who we are yet, or we're not taking this thing serious. We're hating our birthright. Many of us are walking like we hate our birthright. We hate our birthright. We have a birthright, blood bought and washed by the blood of Jesus. When we receive Christ, we entered into the blood right. And a brother had to really open my eyes to the minister William. Michael Williams, when he was talking about a contract, we have contracts with God and we have blood born rights. And I have to really keep listening to those messages because it is, this is why he loved, he loved Jacob, but he hate Esau because Esau had the first birthright. He gave it up for nothing. And many of us are giving up our birthright for money, for, for jobs, for careers, for, for men in our lives, for women in our lives, for, for whatever benefit we can get from whatever we can get, even in offices. And we are allowing people to tell us what songs we can sing, what books we can write when we can't speak about Christ and this is, this is not acceptable to represent Christ here. These are our birthright that we're willing to give up. Just because I mentioned God don't mean I'm pushing a religion on you when I got to listen to you cuss all day, okay? And God delivered me from that. So how how is it your communication is okay for me to endure? But if I say, Jesus, you can't endure that. Am I willing to put down my birthright for this? Or am I willing to suffer with Christ knowing I reign with Christ? Am I willing to lose my life over this thing? Because see, if I save my life, it's already lost. If I save my life and put down Christ to have this opportunity, this person in my life, this job in my life, it's already determined. Because if, we, if I'm ashamed of him before men, He's going to be shamed of me before his father and the angels. And so when the book is open, my name won't be called. My name would have been blotted out. I had the birthright, but I didn't want it because of the consequences that came in this natural life that I, I realized it's not even worth it. There's nothing to be compared to with my eternity with God. So those things I suffer now, it's a part of my cross. It's a part of my cross. There's a cross to carry. There's a cross to carry. I, I read a post 
And the brother was right. Like, you know how people say, don't pray for patience because you're going to go through all this stuff. I pray for patience. Matter of fact, I just prayed again. Okay. I got to go through all this stuff, but I need patience. I need the fourth chamber of the fruit of long suffering. At one point I couldn't even say that. It was like a curse word, but anyway, so I need to be able to long suffer. So if I don't ask for this, seeing that I can't long suffer, if I don't ask for it because I don't want to endure what it's going to bring now, later when I'm standing there, he said, depart from me because I didn't have patience. I wasn't willing to endure. I wasn't willing to pray for it because I didn't want to go through nothing. I didn't want to die to myself in that area. Because yes, a lot of times when we are learning from God, it's total opposite. It's the total opposite of what we're asking for. You ask for peace and then it's all kind of chaos. But the reason it is because you learn how to find peace in the midst of that. You In, in all this chaos, in all this murder, in all these bombings and all these shootings, it used to be bombings, now it's just all these shootings, all these killings. Peace. Jesus is still there in the midst of it. So that's that little area is what I have to focus on. That little area. This is how I still can have rejoicing in my life. This is how I still can love my enemy. Just because I'm not looking at the broad road. I'm looking at that little straight and narrow point. Right there, I got to keep my eyes on Jesus. Right there, I got to keep my eyes on Jesus. Right there, where the cloud is trying to cover up the sun and the cloud is getting dark. It's not that the sun has moved, the clouds have moved. So I know the sun is still there. Through all this stuff, I know Jesus is still there. Through all this stuff, I know Jesus is still coming back. When my sons are black men, you got to worry about them. I know Jesus is still there. And I know how to confess him. I know how to confess him. So I know demonic spirits tremble at the name of Jesus, the word of Jesus. So when Jesus said, my sons, great shall be the peace of my children. I see all this stuff. But right there, I've declared my birthright in the name of Jesus. So I know all my sons, great should be their peace. Great should be, I, I see they're stealing women all the time, but I got to still do a walk ministry and my, I still got my daughter and I still got sisters. So right there, Jesus said, I'll be an established in righteousness and far from oppression and fear not and, and no terror because I don't fear. Got to keep my eyes right there. <clears throat> I got to keep my eyes right there. I got to keep my eyes right there. I see all this stuff. I see. That's why I don't feed myself a lot of stuff. But it's coming bombarded. Now you you just tap on, you tap on bing, bling, or whatever that thing is, and the news just pops up. Boop, 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 boop. And it's a murder here, murder here, murder here. Just moved here. All you hear, oh, just murder, 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 murder. And I'm like, no. I got to keep my eyes on Jesus. Lord, you know why this is happening around. You know, and you told us 
that they gonna come where that horseman is going to be released. So you told me to draw nigh unto you. So I gotta stay in my word. I gotta stay in prayer. I gotta meditate on what you're saying. Like we talked about yesterday, I can't throw that word away. So I have to meditate on that word because you called me. Yes, and I'm walking out this call to be chosen. I'm walking out this call to be your elect. I got to endure to the end. The only way I can do that is I got to keep my eyes on that little spot right there and believe I'm covered by the blood because you're not a God that you should lie. No, the son of man that you, you, you're not a liar. You're not a liar. You're not a liar. I know I got to go through something, but you're not a liar. So, so you said your thoughts of me is of peace. The, the thoughts you think of me is of peace and not of evil to give me an expected end. And the more I've been here, I keep, I have to keep saying that. No, no, no. I got to think like God, think like God in this thing. Think like God, even when I'm alone in those times I was, I was just, no, I got to think like God. How does God think about this? What are you trying to tell me in the midst of this? When my marriage is crazy, what are you trying to tell me? A sanctified woman can sanctify her husband. A sanctified husband can sanctify his wife. So I got to take my eyes off of that spouse. I got to take my hands off of that spouse. I got to take my words off of that spouse. If I'm not declaring what thus says the Lord, I see what's happening. I see the enemies come in my house. I see it. But I can sit there and say, oh, devil, I see you. Or I can say, oh, no, ain't nothing that is against unity is not welcome here. You can't stay. If I got to open the doors and the windows every day and tell you to flee because you're not welcome here. If I got to declare the blood every day throughout the day in this place, if I got to anoint it every day out of it. No, no, my children are wayward. Okay, okay. But God said. All my children shall be saved and all my children shall learn of the Lord. So I got to focus on that thing. Where is that word, Lord? I got to get that word and I got to speak that word over my children, even if they're miles away. Listen, prayers don't have no boundaries in the name of Jesus. Fervent, effectual prayers of the righteous man avail it much. And I'm going in on this prayer. Okay, my mind seemed to be doing things. No, God promised me power, love, and a sound mind. So I'm going to speak. I might have got diagnosis years, 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 years ago, but I'm not living under that no more. No, because God said he gave me power, love, and a sound mind, and I'm putting Christ in my mind. And so I know he said, great is my peace. I'm letting him rule my mind, letting him rule what I do, letting him govern everything because the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. So I'm not going to want anything. I'm not going to need it because I'm focused on what the Lord said and he can't lie. He can't be defeated and he can't fail. There's nothing impossible with God. People told me I was going to have this diagnosis and, and my heart was never going to be right, but God ain't tell me that. So I declared perfect health, 
120 over 80 blood pressure and the perfect weight. I know how to declare what my father said. I'm not giving up my birthright. He going to finish the work. I got to go because my, my battery is about to, he's going to finish the work. He's going to finish the work. It says here, uh, verse three of Philippians, uh, of Philippians one, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, of the beloved, no matter how the body might be treating me, I know we're one. And so I'm just going to declare that we're going to be a one mind, one heart and one spirit in Christ. This is just a test. So it says always in every prayer of mine for you all making, uh, making requests with joy. See, you get a reward for that. You can pray for other people because this is the example that's written in the Bible. Okay. It's a, for you, for your fellowship in the gospel, the word from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing that he, which have begun a good work. Am I doing a good work? Am I doing a God work? God, how do you see my work? How do you see my work? Because he knows the intent and the motives of the heart. He knows the mind of the spirit. So how are you seeing this work? Lord, put me in the right spirit to do this work. Put me in the mindset of you to do this work. Because you're doing this work through me. I want to be in agreement with you. Lord God, I want to be upright. So this work is the light that lights the whole house in the name of Jesus. They might see this, but they see your work in the name of Jesus. He says um, that he which have begun a good work in you. I don't take credit for it no more. And when I catch myself, no, no, God gets this glory. No, God sold those bags. No, God made that jury. No, God did this speak life. No, God did it because he does a good work. No, God did it. My, those years in work, in service, in human service, God did that through me. I was towed up and wrecked up, didn't even know God, but he sent me there. So God does it. A good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ, the word of God, the manifestation of what God says. And to Jesus come back with that reward. God is still doing that work. God is still doing that as even as it is meet or proper or necessary, right? For me to think this of you, I want my reward because I'm aligning my thoughts with the thoughts of Christ because he hear my thoughts. So I want, I want a reward even for my thoughts being aligned with Christ even though it don't feel good, even though, even though I suffered loss, even with death, I want my mind to be lined with Christ. Even when it's my time to go, I want my mind to be aligned with Christ because I'm only passing through. I'm a pilgrim. I'm only sojourning but I want to rejoice over everything in this time. But when it's my time to go, it's going to be rejoicing because I put my mind. I said what the Lord said. I will go out 
I will be led forth in joy and I'm going out with peace. Isaiah. Yeah. Isaiah 55. I'm going out with peace because my father, I don't have to fear. Even in this time, I don't have to fear because I'm not alone. Even on holidays, even whatever, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. And if I invite him in, he'll be in with me. So I can put on the gospel. I can put on Christian music and I can celebrate with my father because he's teaching me something. He's teaching me the value of him and not just people. But while I'm around people, let me rejoice with them. Let me think good thoughts, even when they don't think good thoughts of me. And it's not easy. But this is why you endure through these things. This is why you endure. He says, as I close, Isaiah 55, 12, for you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. This is how I'm expecting to go. I'm, I'm, I'm expecting to see this because he says so. So it may be in spirit, but I'm going to see it. It says, instead of the thorn shall come up the fir tree. The thorn is, was a curse with Adam. Remember that. Instead of the thorn shall come up the fir tree. And instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. These are upright trees. Myrtle tree and the fir tree. And it shall be to the Lord for a name. For an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. So as my phone go out, I pray somebody rejoice over this word. Rejoice over your reward in Jesus name. Love y'all. Peace.